it was it was the simple act of being out in nature, which uh, you know brought to mind some, the Psalms for me, and reminded me that you know God is where my help comes from. You know, we can put our faith in politicians, we can put our faith in healthcare workers, and all that's you know, it's some things people do sometimes. Uh, but our real hope, our real rescue, is God. Peace be still, say the word, and I will set my feet upon the sea till I'm dancing in the deep. Oh, peace be still, you are here, so it is well, even when my eyes can't see. I will trust the voice that speaks. Welcome to Our Faith Journey, a podcast that focuses on how to find joy and purpose in an abundant relationship with Christ. My name is Gerald Chang, and I've noticed that most Christians today struggle to develop a personal connection with God. This podcast will share practical ways on how to foster a relationship with Christ so that you can experience lasting joy. Hey, so I hope all of you are hanging in there during these times. You know, it's day 46 for me in stay-at-home orders in California. And honestly, at times I kind of go crazy, you know, being stuck in the house. Maybe for introverts, it's not as bad, but as an extrovert, man, this is rough. But regardless of the situation, I'm just super grateful for technology and just the ability to connect with others during this time. And welcome to the fourth episode of the Peace Be Still series. And as you all know, COVID-19 has just changed our lives in so many ways and it's left us feeling fearful and uncertain about how to move forward. So this podcast series has been focusing on deepening our trust and faith in God and also rethinking the way we're called to minister to those around us. My hope is that this podcast series will provide some meaningful encouragement to you as we navigate these difficult times. And on this episode, I bring on Chaplain Kevin Strain to talk about rethinking campus ministries in light of COVID-19. Some of you probably remember him from an earlier podcast episode, uh, Setting Healthy Limits. And today we dive into how COVID-19 has affected the way we minister in a campus setting, whether it be high school or college. And I think this conversation we have has a lot of wisdom, not just for those in campus ministries positions, but for anyone who's thinking of how to reach out to people during this time. Some topics we cover include ways of combating loss of community, different ministry ideas, and how can we find peace in God during this time. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Chaplain Kevin Strain. Well, uh, we have another returning guest on the show. Uh, let's give it up for Chaplain Kevin Strain, man. How are you doing? Wow, what a welcome. Thank you, Gerald Chang. I am doing well. I'm happy to be on the show. Hey, man, thanks for being on the show again. Um, he was actually on the 12th episode of the show talking about setting healthy limits. So I'll put that in the show notes. Hey, for Vistler's listeners that don't know who you are, can you just share us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from? And what you're doing right now? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm an associate chaplain over at La Sierra University, uh, but before that, I've been a, a worship leader, an academic advisor, a stay-at-home dad. Um, I'm a 
I'm a student that just can't quit school. I've been in classes for about 20 years or so. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, I, I should say classes after high school for 20 years. Um, I got my bachelor's from La Sierra in communication. I got my MBA from La Sierra. Uh, and uh, now this, uh, this year I'm finishing up my master's in theological studies. Let's go. Are you going to technically graduate this year or how, yeah. how does that work? Oh, um, you know, I, I, who knows how that works now, Gerald, in the age of COVID-19. But um, I know my wife is graduating this year. Also, her graduation at USC was canceled. She's getting a doctorate of social work. Oh, um, my son's graduation from preschool uh, got canceled, as well as his schooling. And last year's graduation, so far as I've heard, is postponed. So we're all going to be graduating and walking down our hallway, I guess, in our house and filming it for everyone else to see. Hey, let me know, man. I'll tune in. <laughs> exactly. We're going to be in the background with the uh, kazoos going. <laughs> hey, man. Well, we're on a series called Peace Be Still, which addresses, you know, the challenges that Christians face in light of COVID-19. And um, yeah, one challenge that we've seen so far is like a abrupt transition to online school or canceled Ooh, yeah. school, you know? So as a school chaplain, I'm sure this has drastically affected your usual ministry avenues. So what has shifted for your team in light of this global pandemic? Yeah. Um, yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. Gerald, let's talk about it because a lot has happened in the last month. Yeah. Um, we came to school, I think it was five weeks ago, four or five weeks ago. I might have been six now. Um, Time is, time is now fluid in <laughs> I feel you on this one. Yeah. Um, so we came to school and we were about to do chapel that week, which is normally Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Uh -huh. And we were told by administration that all big gatherings, large gatherings were canceled for the week. And we thought, oh, wow, this is, uh, this is getting pretty serious. Yeah. So all of it was canceled and we randomly did uh, Instagram Live with a short devotional talk and some announcements. And it was very um, sort of like pirate radio status, very uh, crude. Uh, it wasn't crude, but it was um, improv. It was all improv. It was, uh -huh. it was pretty wild. And so we did that just to keep the programming going. And uh, we thought, Hey, we're going to ride out this week and see what happens. First service is canceled, but let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can uh, do in the office and have meetings and talk about how we can shift to programming that will still be spiritual in nature, but now it's going to, you know, shift, um, shift formats. And so we had some meetings that week, but by the end of that week, they had said, you know what, we are going to send everybody home. Um, I think it was week 10 of winter quarter because they said, basically, your finals are going to happen online. They just mandated that. And I know that sent everything into a whirlwind of sorts because um, on Friday, we had many of the science students who can't really do uh, their finals online. We had them do makeshift finals on campus on that Friday. And it was all kind of thrown together. And, um, and so we transitioned and we thought, okay, what are we going to do during this time? So I did a lot of research because, um, as I said to Gerald on the last podcast I was on, um, I, I had actually done a podcast with a friend of mine um, a number of years ago, 
Uh, and so I thought, you know, maybe the best way to do chapel, our signature program for the entire school, is to do a podcast show with video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And so I started researching how to do that. Um, I grabbed a bunch of lights and background and things like that from a photographer friend of mine who works at the university. He was very generous with letting me use that stuff. And finally, I've gotten my own background and um, my own background in lights and everything. Now I just got to figure out how to use them. So we'll get <laughs> this program up off the ground. Um, I've been uh, in charge of the, the chapel program and we've had student leaders be in charge of the various other programs that we've had. Um, and I think it's been a fairly seamless transition. We were given a, a really large um, head start in the fact that uh, school actually extended spring break uh, one week. So this year, for the first time in I don't know how long, last year's students got two weeks of spring break. And so that was really helpful for us in formulating how we were going to move forward uh, with these new programming challenges. And uh, fortunately, uh, you know, the interim chaplain, who's Chin Kim, um, he's a pastor from Southeastern who is now a CFO at a nonprofit based in Bakersfield. Um, he's helping us out for a couple months, and we were able to do a few tests. Um, the second week of spring break, and then we filmed the program, and it was 20 minutes long. We had a few announcements at the top. I introduced myself, and we did an interview with him talking about um, what community means in this time, Mm. and uh, we set up the YouTube channel, got everything rolling, and, you know, fortunately, we've been fairly consistent. Um, This is the third week, and uh, we've had three chapel programs all go up right at Tuesday at um, at 11 a.m., right when they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then we're also accentuating with other programming as well. But it's, it's been a challenge. I've learned a lot. Um, I told a, a pastoral friend of mine who's doing the same sort of thing because there's a lot of organizations going online with their programming. I said, uh, basically, I can do all things through YouTube tutorials. <laughs> so need, true. Yeah, YouTube tutorials. That. That's, a, that's, a, that's a religious joke. For those who don't get the subtext, uh, now it's not subtext. So, uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, it was uh, it was pretty wild. I've learned a lot, um, but uh, but we're just uh, we're just trying to move ahead. I told our team recently in meetings last week that um, you know even though it seems like we're plateauing pretty well, mm-hmm. we're on a good timeline. We're doing quality things. Um, you know, it's not the best yet because we're still learning. But we have a we have a decent rhythm going right now. Now is not the time to be complacent. I don't think. Now is the time to really uh, reformulate while we are kind of plateauing on a decent level, and um, and trying to innovate, trying to do new things. How can we get people to really tune in? Because I mean, you can put right. out all the programming you want, Gerald. I'm sure. How many shows have you done? This is the twenty sixth episode, I believe, or twenty seven. Yeah. Sure. So do you analyze the metrics of who tunes in and how many times yeah. you can listen to? Uh-huh, and uh-huh. you can put up all the great content that you can, uh, that is physically possible for you to do so, but you can't make people uh, listen or watch. I was going to just ask you that. Yeah. Ask me. Um, oh, I was like, yeah. How do you engage you know, the student body now that it's basically on a volunteer basis. You know how chapel used to be like a required thing. So the different mm-hmm. challenges, you know, how do you minister to people who maybe not want to be there? Now it's like, how can you even, you know, engage students who want to view your content? Like, 
I feel like that's a really difficult, different challenge. Absolutely. It's, um, it's difficult because I knew we had to kind of get on the timeline right away. Yeah. I knew that whether or not people viewed it or listened to it or not, I knew that wasn't really an issue when you're starting up uh, a new paradigm, a new format. Mm. Um, so I kind of let that rest in the back of my mind. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to tackle this question when we get into this good rhythm, you know, when we've put out see, a, a little see. bit of content and then we can, you know, shift focus. So what happened was, um, my, my motive of how to, uh, how to work that is to throw up as much content as possible, um, to uh -huh. think and create and put as much out there as we possibly can and see what people are sort of responding to. And then gotcha. once we get like a little bit of an inkling on, you know, where people are headed, uh, then, then we can sort of develop that. Um, and do like a strengths-based um, strengths uh, content creation in one direction. And then in another direction, we can also think about like, okay, these are our marquee programs. If no one is listening or viewing Chapel, how can we, how can we retool that in a sense? We're mm -hmm. not really there yet, but we're at the stage now where we can start to think more critically about some of the content we've put up. For instance, We've pursued two main avenues of, um, of content presentation. We have Instagram and we have um, student chaplains running that. And mm -hmm. there's often just um, informational sort of announcements and things like that. Sometimes we'll do an Instagram live, sometimes an IGTV, but we haven't really waded too deep into those waters just yet. The mm -hmm. main place that we're posting videos is YouTube. Uh, we've got the Chapel Podcast on one playlist on the Spiritual Life, La Sierra University Spiritual Life YouTube channel. Please go check it out. Uh, <laughs> give us a like. and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, we've got the Chapel Podcast, which now we have three up there because it's week three. Um, but we also have um, your boy Robinson Massey uh, doing um, covers. Uh, today there's going to be, today's Thursday, um, April 23. And uh, there's going to be an uploaded cover of a worship music, a worship song um, up there today. And he already has one that he did previously. Um, mm -hmm. So he's doing those covers. He also has a conversation with JJ about his worship music journey. And so we're really trying to just get a lot out there and see what people gravitate to. Got you. Got you. Yeah, I think someone told me this. It's like, uh, we're like, trying to build the plane as we're flying it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I totally resonate with that. It, it's rough. And I think for someone that's listening right now, that's in some sort of mystery position, like, you know, this is not ideal. I, I've heard this said before. And like, that gave me a little bit of comfort because we're all trying to learn on the fly. And some people have not delved into the online space as much. And now we're literally forced to, you know, we're in our homes trying to figure out like YouTube tutorials, things like that. <laughs> um, but, you know, all of this, I think, I think the point of all of this is we're trying to, you know, foster, you know, community and, and, and reach out to people. Right. And especially in a time where we're forced to like physically distance from another, like all of these communal activities are just kind of like taken away. So just, uh, from your perspective, how do you think we can keep that 
community feeling, even though we're physically distancing from everyone around us right now? Sure. Well, you know, there's a number of ways I think you can do that. And number one is to um, actually like reach out on a one-to-one level. I know that's hard for someone in my position because, you know, I'm an associate chaplain for an entire university. That's Mm. students, staff, and faculty. And so what I've been doing is um, if someone happens to pop up in my brain or if I think of a prayer request that's been submitted to our office, you know, I'll reach out to that person uh, one-to-one. So I'll send them a text message often or an email and, um, and, and reach out that way. So they know that, you know, it's, it's a personal thing. It's, it's a real thing, even though we can't be in the same physical space, at least I'm thinking about them specifically. And it's not just relegated to a general, you know, email or podcast or whatever it is for everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. That's helpful. Uh, The second thing to do is, is a content blast. Like I said, um, the more content you get up, the more people can, if they're feeling like it, pour through and really think, oh, like my university is doing quite a bit for me. Mm. Um, but the thing is, the difference with, and you alluded to this earlier, the difference between having a program that everyone is required to go to and now having that switch completely is that for people who attended that program, this is a complete paradigm shift and they're not used to reaching out. You know, they're used to just going to the chapel program and having it presented for them right there. Um, and, and this begs the question, you know, um, how are people finding content? And, you know, are they? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the basic question. Mm. Are they finding content? Uh, and this is a question I, I happened upon um, probably that second week of spring break where we, where we were really gearing up to, um, to kind of make this programming thing happen because I received some feedback from a student that said, you know, I'm on board with, um, creating this content, but if I was not involved in it, I'm not sure I would go looking for it. And you can't fault that. I think that's totally valid. Number one, because, um, now it's a new paradigm and students are trying to get used to, um, you know, being at home. I don't think this is easy for anybody. This, this time that we live in. And if you're used to kind of being on campus where everything's available to you, it's so much more different when you have to go searching for these things online. And that's mm-hmm. the challenge for us. And I think that's where creating a bunch of content comes in because if I create enough content, it's going to sort of get into their Instagram and Facebook lives if people use Facebook anymore. I do. I don't know. I don't know if students do, but it's going to get into their online lives. The more content you have, Um, and you know, people will say, Oh, you know, offhand, did you see the podcast? I saw a friend of mine in the community spotlight. And then the person's going to go, Oh yeah, that's right. With all of the things that are changing, me trying to focus on my classes, me being at home 24 seven, you know, Oh, I, I completely forgotten about university programming. So because of that offhanded comment, I might go check it out. But if there's only one thing to look at, I'm going to lose interest right away. You know? I, I notice I notice my online habits are if I like a video or a podcast or something like that, I'm going to go to the next one or I'm going to try to find something similarly related, right? Mm. And so it's it's difficult if you don't have that initiative, if you don't have that desire to be like, oh, I miss chapel, I'm going to go out and search for it. And I do not blame any student 
that gets, you know, forgets about university programming because they're dealing with so much right now. Yeah. I'm not sure we answered your question. <laughs> Basically, we've gone the mode. Our first phase has been content creation, a lot of content creation. And then now we're, we're getting into the phase where it's critical to analyze how each facet of our online programming is performing. Mm. Uh, because, you know, if something is, is not being listened to or watched by someone, why would you continue to do that, right? right. If it's not edifying, I mean, we should put our energies elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, metrics do help. And I, I like what you said earlier too about you know, reaching out to people one-on-one -on -one because as much as we try to create valuable content that we can see, I think nothing really beats a one-on-one -on -one catch up conversation, you know? And Absolutely. It definitely, I think this crisis really makes us think about, okay, who are the people that I should, you know, catch up with, see how they're doing. Um, it gets really intentional, you know, really personal. Mm -hmm. um, so I think another facet um, that I want to talk about is, you know, as student leaders, like sometimes, like, at least for me, I know one challenge that I faced was just getting too lost in like programming, you know, that I, that I forget about like how I'm doing with God. And as we both know, like now that a lot of our original programming has been canceled, like you said, we're trying to create new content, create new things on the fly, and it can kind of be really stressful. Um, so what would advice would you give to a student leader about just like reconnecting with God during this crazy time of transition? I would say a critical thing that's been helpful for me and my family is to get outside. Yeah. You know, um, especially in Southern California, the last couple of weeks, it's been beautiful weather outside and we have these hills back behind our house. Uh -huh. And, you know, sometimes I can get so lost in the grind of working on this stuff that yeah. when we actually get out, you know, I see these hills behind us and I think, man, I, I was instantly reminded of, um, what was it? Psalm 121. Uh, you know, I look to the hills, where does my help come from? Mm. And, uh, and it was just such a stark reminder of the things that are important, you know, having the kids run around in nature. It was weird. My eyes like had a hard time because I've been focusing on a screen for so long. <laughs> so true. It, it was hard oh to look goodness. far in the distance and see like, man, oh, this mountain range is beautiful when everything's in bloom, you know? Yeah. So that's, that was helpful for me. Um, also, you know, talking about callback to uh, our earlier podcast episode on your show mm -hmm. is a cre a creating boundaries. It can be really easy to be working all the time whenever you have a spare minute, you know. So what my wife and yeah. I did is we went through our schedule and we created calendars. And we said, all right, these 40 hours this week, this is where I'm going to focus on work. And then when I'm not in work, quote unquote, I'm really going to be intentional about being with the family. Mm. And, you know, so obviously as a Seventh-day Adventist, we leave Friday night open because that's a, that's a family time together. We have Sabbath mm. together. And not only are we, um, you know, participating in the content of our church, uh, which not, not only is church online Saturday morning, but um, there are various community Zoom sessions together, things like that. 
Yeah. So not only are we doing that together, you know, but we're talking together during these times and we're not always, you know, looking at our phone or it's so easy. It's so easy to just say, oh, I'm just going to check my phone real quick and then get lost in a work email or something like that. And so Mm -hmm. it's really intentional to have that time to say, you know, I'm going to be intentional about Sabbath. I'm going to be intentional about family. Let's go for a walk. Um, you know, let's talk about our devotional. Um, so it's, it's really helpful to set those boundaries and to keep to them. You're not always going to um, uh, be strict about it, but it's helpful to have those there to remind you that, hey, this is, this is important. It's important to have a devotional life. It's important to have a prayer life. It's important to have a family life. It's mm. important to get out in mm. nature. Even though I am one who can be locked up inside a house for a long time, I am totally happy being inside. Uh, I call it the great indoors. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy being in, but I've noticed the other people in my family kind of scratching at the walls, you know, when it's time to yeah. get And And I understand that. Um, I understand that feeling as well. I, I, I've been in a place where, you know, you just have to get out of the space you're in. But for yeah. the most part, I enjoy staying inside and I'm totally happy. <laughs> you know, Kevin, on the outside, if you meet him, he's like super friendly and like you wouldn't guess first go that you're an introvert. Like, I think I was a little shocked. When I Gerald, I don't know if those are mutually exclusive, <laughs> friendly and introvert. No, no, I, I, I think. You know, sometimes there's a stereotype that someone's like really friendly, like, hey, how are you doing? And, you know, like good people skills. You assume that they're like really extroverted. They love to hang out with people like when sometimes the connection doesn't, you know. So you're saying you don't think introverts have good people skills. Is no, I didn't. No, no, no. Ten, <laughs> I, OK, OK. And sometimes introverts tend to not engage people as much is what I'm saying, because they sure. prefer to be in their space, but I it's a compliment, underst- a compliment to you, Kevin. <laughs> Give you I a understand. I understand that impulse, man, for sure. You know, it's, um, it's definitely easier for me to go, uh, hide away somewhere where I can just, you know, get to my work. I don't yeah. have distraction, things like that. But, um, but I also think, and this, this has been informed by my faith journey and my community of Seventh-day Adventists, that community is just so important yeah. to not only a healthy spiritual life, but a healthy life. Mm. And, you know, I was thinking about just different things that people are struggling and like some people might be struggling and just working too much that they don't just really like take time for themselves. Or maybe, maybe in order to like ease the stress, they just kind of like go online and, and kind of get lost in TV shows or whatever. Um, and I, and I think one thing that we both, I think can say is we all need community in some shape or form. Um, and I really hope that you're connected to a community, whoever's listening right now, or if not reach, reach out to someone, you know, like, uh, we're all struggling with something right now. And, you know, this is not what we had planned for. (laughs) And it, it helps to talk about it because, you know, there's this, I don't know about you, but there's this for me, this low grade anxiety of, we don't know what's going to happen next week, next month, you know, like how is this going to shape out the rest of the year? And mm-hmm. I think it's just so helpful for people to just process this with others and just, you know, take it, take it one day at a time. Sure. Uh, I understand for a lot of, you know, single people or people who live by themselves, you know, that, um, that this is a really difficult time 
And I've noticed some trends I've seen online of people actually scheduling Zoom calls with their friends. Yeah. Um, and they, may, they take a couple hours out of every day um, and they, they connect that way. And I think that's so important. You know, um, it's, it's easy for someone who has a family like myself, um, or you, Gerald, you're living with your parents right now. Yeah. It's easy to take the fact that you have people in your space every day for granted. Right. Um, because so many people don't have that. And mm. so it, it takes a certain amount of intentionality to make sure you schedule in, like I mentioned earlier, uh, intentional time with people who, you know, may not have a, you know, living person in their space. Like that's really mm. important. It's a very important attribute. Thanks for bringing that up, Kevin. Um, I know you kind of mentioned this earlier, like you guys are doing chapel podcasts and video, like worship music um, covers and conversations, but just from your perspective or what you've seen, like what are some ideas on, in terms of like ministries that you'd give to someone who's thinking about how can they, really connect with, you know, their campus, um, their school. Um, yeah. During this time, you know, besides the programming we're doing and, um, and the resources we have available, I really like, um, what Los University church is doing. They, they do a, uh, food distribution every Wednesday and they've done it for years. Yeah. Now, obviously it looks a little different. And so when I drive down Sierra Vista Avenue occasionally, which I did uh, yesterday uh, because I had to get some things from campus, which is very restricted now. You know, it's, it's difficult to do that. Mm. But I was driving down Sierra Vista Avenue. And now instead of having people come into the building, because you can't do that anymore, what they have is they have cars line up on the church side of Sierra Vista Avenue. And they have um, security, Los Sierra security out there to make sure everyone's kind of behaving. Um, no one's getting out of their cars and things like that. And then they also have someone at the corner of the parking lot who has a clipboard and they have a mask and everything all legit. Yeah. And I think what they do is um, they, they give out food and resources in a way that limits human contact. And I think that's really great. Mm. Um, but like I said, it, it requires an intentionality um, that takes a lot of work. You know, yeah. I, think, I think we're living in a time where it's just, it's a lot of work to do things. I yeah. mean, even when we go to the grocery store, me and my family, we wipe everything down before we bring it inside. Mm. You know, I remember the days <laughs> where you could just bring bags inside your house, but we're trying to be extra careful. I and remember the days. Wow, that's such a... <laughs> I know, right? And the thing is, some people will look at that and they'll say, oh, you're doing too much or you guys are young. You don't need to worry about that. And that's true. However, because of my community values and we know plenty of people who are in the older, more susceptible age range to this mm -hmm. thing, um, we're trying to make sure that we don't pass anything else on. So we're being careful, not necessarily for us, but for others. And I think that's critical. Mm, I, you know, I just started, my brain was turning. Like, I think one thing that we can practice is social responsibility during this time, you know? Absolutely, like, yeah. We, we're all like on this, like, I guess like one big mission, right? to slow down the spread and and what we're doing right now staying at home is 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 uh how do i say this like a, it's a service like it's it, it it sounds weird because you know we think you know meeting up with people and 
and ministering to people, but by staying away from people, which seems like contrary, right? But that that in and itself is a ministry, is a service to others right now. Taking, Absolutely. Um, yeah. In fact, um, Gerald, you sound like you have listened to La Sierra University's chapel podcast this week. <laughs> I, I did not, but... Uh, Oh boy, Gerald. Hey, I'm I'm not uh, enrolled anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm not required. <laughs> yeah, I know, but there's no um there's there's nothing separating you. We just uh, have an oh. open YouTube page. So feel free to go check it out. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but but we had uh the president of the university, Dr. Joy Fair, on the show. Yeah. And she talked about the idea that to be God's hands and feet right now in this time in this world. Mm we actually have to not use our hands and feet, you know, mm. except for, you know, critical, uh, critical care workers, which are healthcare workers and people at the store, people keeping utilities on things like that. Mm. But for most of us, we have to kind of lock up our hands and feet in order to be God's hands and feet because yeah. it's a social responsibility thing. You're right. Yeah. So I'm going to take it in a different direction right now. Um, you know, I think as we're ministering to people right now, like we have to be careful in, in talking about how we talk about God, you know, because we believe that uh, if, you know, God is a God of love, but this is a very difficult time for people. And I think we have to be really careful with the language we use. So Absolutely. I guess from your perspective, like how do we talk about God, you know, d to our fellow peers, uh, people that we're reaching out to during this time? Well, number one, I think it's important not to minimize anyone's experience. Mm. Um, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people, you know, really try to process this, process this whole time out loud. And, you know, some people blame God. Um, some people are not happy with God. And other people are like, you know, this is the end. And, and it, these are all really interesting ideas. And it, it, I think it really shows much more. Um, you know, reveals kind of how, how people think about, you know, theology in a time of crisis. And, uh, and I think it's important to listen to them. I think that's the real ministry, you know? Yeah. I mean, what else can we do <laughs> at this juncture, you know? But um, it, it's important to remember some critical things. Everything good comes from God. So is this from God? No. God doesn't, God desires us to be in community. Right. Yeah. That's uh, especially a Seventh-day Adventist value, I think. But um, this is why we gather in church. So because we're not being allowed to do that, is this from God? No, of course not. Um, but uh, but certainly all of our faith journeys have been shaped by this event. You know, what does your faith journey look like, Gerald, when you are behind closed doors 24 hours a day? Right. When we can't talk together without risking each other's health. Yeah. You know, how can we talk about God in, the, in that way? I think it's really critical to think about that. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, uh, it, was, it was the simple act of being out in nature, which, uh, you know, brought to mind some, the Psalms for me and reminded me that, you know, God is where my help comes from. You know, we can put our faith in politicians, we can put our faith in healthcare workers and all that's, you know, that's some things people do sometimes. Uh, but our real hope, our real rescue is God. It's important yeah. not to miss how God communicates uh, to us in this world and in this time. Um, but I think 
you know, for the, for the major, for the large part, the question you asked was, how do we, how do we talk about God during this time? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most important thing to do is to listen to how other people are talking about God at this time. Yeah. Everyone wants to talk. We love to talk about ourselves. I mean, just, just get someone in the room and ask them their opinion, especially, you know, you and I, Gerald, are musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, ask us our opinion on music, and you're bound to be sitting there for a couple hours, right? <laughs> we have a lot of opinions on that. And I yeah. think, uh, similarly, I think people have a lot of opinions on God. And the important thing we can do is to hear them out, is to listen to them, help them process, mm. you know, maybe not be talking at each other the whole time, but really, you know, be a, be a listening ear for how they interpret the situation. Mm. It's a great point. Sometimes the best words to say are no words. <laughs> just, just listening. Hey, uh, Kevin, so, you know, the title of this series overall is Peace Be Still. And um, I think it's just important for us to find peace in this current storm. So I guess, could you like talk about maybe like one spiritual discipline that you're practicing during this time to really help you rest in God's peace right now? Absolutely. Sure, man. Well, one thing I'm really trying to be intentional about is uh, praying about specific people and situations. Um, mm. You know, one of the things uh, that we've had to do in our ministry on on campus or campus removed, I guess. Campus online. To, <laughs> yeah, campus online is to really be, um, really have our ears tuned in to what people are saying online, to mm. what uh, people communicate to us, you know. Um, we've had a few people communicate via email about, you know, other people and say, Hey, can you watch out for these people? And, and we've been praying and we've been trying to connect uh, people to resources and really been intentional about that. So one thing I like to do is whenever I have a spare, you know, moment, and if someone's name comes to mind, I think that's probably for a reason. And Mm -hmm. so I take a minute and I lift them up in prayer and uh, it doesn't matter if I've not talked to them in years. It doesn't Mm. matter if I haven't seen their face this whole time. Mm. Um, Whenever I'm reminded of someone that I've talked to or in my life, I immediately take a moment, lift them up and say, God, I don't know why I'm thinking about this person right now, but it's important to lift them up in prayer. And if they have anything they need help with, God, I know that you know the language of their heart and you can speak to them, God. So I encourage uh, encourage that person uh, to keep an open heart, open mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, open ears so that they can hear your voice. That's that's good. I you know, prayer is powerful, and you know when we think about certain people, um, it's just important to. I think one thing that I feel definitely is like powerlessness. Like I'd like to do these things, but so many things are limited, and <laughs> and this is a really time to to ask God for His power, His strength. You know, to help people that we might not be with them right now that we can't speak to them maybe as how we'd like to, but you know, where, where our limits are, God, God is present there, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. Hey Kevin, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, I usually ask this question at the end. So, Hey, as we continue on our faith journey, which is the theme of this podcast, what are some last words of advice you'd like to give to our listeners? You know, did I tell you this last time? I, I'm not a fan of giving advice um, just because, 
I don't really think I have it all figured out, man. <laughs> Maybe that's some advice. <laughs> it's Maybe okay to not advice. have it figured out. <laughs> Whenever anyone asks for my advice um, to a specific situation, uh-huh. I, I always tell them this. I always say, you know what? I don't know about advice that I can give you, but what I can share is my experience. And in my experience, this has been helpful to me. Or in my experience, this has not been helpful to me. So as far as peace be still, I'll tell you what's been helpful to me in my experience. Mm. In my experience lately in this past month, there's been a lot to worry about. There's been a lot to trouble our hearts and minds with, and that takes us takes our peace away, basically. Yeah. And uh, I, I've often thought of this phrase, you know, don't borrow trouble when you don't need to. <laughs> have you ever heard that phrase? I have not. Do, do don't borrow explain. trouble, man. Um, don't. It, it's basically um, in the Bible where it says, you know, what what have you gained from worrying? You know, have you gained a day? Like, is, is this very helpful for you to worry? You know, and I always think of that verse. Mm. And I think that this don't borrow trouble stems from that because basically when you borrow trouble, you're just sitting there thinking about it and you're wasting time, you're wasting energy, you're wasting your emotion. And so I think to myself, you know, what's been really helpful is to only, you know, be concerned with something when it's time to be concerned about it. Mm. Um, You know, like I said, there's a lot going on in this world. There's a lot to be uh, upset about. There's a lot to be worried about. Yeah. you know, maybe I realize that I am a, a, a tiny person in all of this. I'm, I'm one person in millions, uh, billions that are going through this right now. Mm. And there's not much that I can do. So what I'm going to do is not worry about what I can't do. Uh, you know, I'm not in these uh, places in government or healthcare industry where I have a lot of responsibilities to that end. Right, right. So I'm not going to worry about that. But what I can do is I can pray. I can reach out to my community. I can build this chapel podcast. And hopefully it's going to reach out and touch people's lives in a way that, you know, where God can enter in and be a a reassurance for them, be peace for them. Mm. And I'm happy to do my little part. Um, But as for the big things, you know, I I really don't need to worry about it until it's time to worry about it. Hmm. Kevin, that was good, man. I don't know if that's helpful. (laughs) I think it was helpful for me. So uh, (laughs) if everything else fails, thanks, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, man, thanks so much again for being on the show. Uh, For someone that's listening right now, um, how can they connect with you and what you're doing? Well, besides the La Sierra University Spiritual Life YouTube page, Gerald. On the show notes, okay. (laughs) Besides going there and giving us a subscribe and a like on any of the videos you find particularly helpful or enjoyable, um, I am on uh, Instagram at KStrain Music, so K S T R A I N E Music, and I'm like I said, I'm a musician, so I've got a record out. Please follow me on any sort of social media or uh, Spotify um, that you can get my streams up. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Gerald? Hey, you do we have any new up. music coming out? <laughs> uh, not anytime soon. I might do a few covers on the Lost Year University Spiritual Life um, YouTube channel. Okay, I'm okay. working on that right now. 
but I've already told Robinson to reserve me, uh, I think two or three worship songs that I have ideas for. So I'm going to be doing something there probably, but you know, I mean, besides the spiritual life YouTube channel and my own Instagram, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's really not much else I have going on. It takes a lot of work, man, to build a podcast from the ground up. You know this. Yes, I do. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's funny about podcasting. Um, you know, I told you a few years ago, I had my own podcast with a friend of mine Uh and that was just, I mean, it was a setup, just getting the computer going, the interface and setting up the mics and everything like that. That was easy. I mean, we thought it was a lot of work at the time. Uh That was easy. When I started to go video podcast, I was like, man, there's so much more that I don't know. And so it's a, it's a chore. And Gerald, you have introduced me to um, streaming distribution opportunities online and things like that. And I mean, it's a, it's a lot of work, Gerald, you do, you do a lot. And I'm sure many are appreciative of this solid quality programming you've put together. Thanks, Kevin. I think, you know, we're, we're all trying to put out content there that is meaningful and <laughs> just trying to help people wherever we are. So, yeah, man, uh, thanks again for being on the show. It is my sincere pleasure, Gerald, to talk to you. <laughs> Whew. Thank you again, Kevin, for being a part of this podcast episode. I know those words of wisdom at the end, uh, don't borrow trouble when you don't need to. That one really hit home for me. And I hope the insights we shared will help you as we continue on our faith journey. Hey, if you haven't already, feel free to subscribe or follow on whatever podcast player you're using. And if you know someone that could really benefit from this podcast episode, I'd really encourage you to send this episode to them. My hope is that this podcast can be a resource of encouragement to you and for others as we navigate these difficult times. Next week, we hit the last episode of the Peace Be Still series by talking about caring for the homeless. I'll be interviewing Dr. Sean Smith and Dr. Bowtie Bryan, and they're both pharmacists. And you probably remember Bowtie Bryan, possibly. He was the guest on the third episode of the podcast. And in this interview, we talk about their nonprofit organization called Simba Center and what they're trying to do for their local community during this time. And both Bowtie Brian and Sean speak some powerful truths to those of us like me that are not on the front lines. So I can't wait for you to hear this next episode. As always, remember the words of the great Beth Moore. To God, our journey is just as important as our destination. God bless and see you next time. Peace be still, say the word and I will set my feet upon the sea till I'm dancing in the deep. Oh peace be still, you are here so it is well, even when my eyes can't see. I will trust the voice that speaks